0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back. PetQL Daily right here on the PetQL Network, presented, as always, by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawkster with you on a Thursday. We'll talk to our buddy, Reed Waller, coming up a little bit. College basketball is back, the NBA, football, he's on everything, and he's in Joe's survivor pool, still alive. And coming up at 20 minutes, make or miss the playoffs. An interesting name teams out there with the odds to make or miss the playoffs. We'll get to that in about 20 minutes. Right now, though, we are joining one of our favorite guests, John Daigle, 4 for 4. Joining us here talk some NFL, he's on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. John, let's start with tonight, Thursday Night Football. The Falcons and the Panthers, a game that looked awful before the season. It might still be awful, but at least there's some meaning with the Falcons uh, vying for a division title alongside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the worst division in the league. What do you make of this game tonight? Falcons, about a a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Weather could be involved, which could obviously impact scoring and and props and all those kind of things.
0: It may turn into a run-heavy game script, which would favor Arthur Smith and the Falcons. But honestly, what we saw from P.J. Walker prior to that Collapse against the Bengals just a week ago is what I lean towards more uh, Falcons defense remember heading into last week we allowing a league high 288 passing yards per game and due to the injuries, due to the play calling due to everything going on with the Chargers, they were only able to muster 245 yards and one single passing score, but the Falcons off defense is very susceptible through the air. And so assuming weather doesn't screw this up for us, I still like the Panthers to be able to move the ball here. So I think we do get some points, again, pending weather. And uh, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I I think the Panthers should be able to match the Falcons point for point, to be honest.
1: All right, what do you think about, uh, you, you mentioned favoring the Falcons and their run-heavy approach. What about props? We were talking about Algier, and and it, you know, last week, if you look at the snap count, they're using four different running backs. It's really become, with Arthur Smith, a plug-and-play system that didn't miss Patterson as much as many people suspected. Are you doing anything with Falcons running backs?
0: It's just tough because Cordero Patterson was – Somewhat limited. 36% snap rate last week. Still led the team, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, in carries and touches. The very first play out of the gates, they actually split him out wide and gave him a target. Um, I expect Patterson to lead the team in touches. And also prior to this, you know, Algier in that game averaged over nine yards per touch. But prior to that, wasn't exploding in the running game. um, Was staying under four and a half yards per carry in every single contest. So I, I may look to a... Patterson prop since we don't expect we expect him to play more snaps tonight and then we expect him to see more touches so maybe that's how I look to it but honestly I haven't attacked anything myself just yet Um, I'm waiting to really see about uh, Damian Williams as well since we are expecting him to return maybe tonight but also uh, in the next couple games
3: what about in the passing game would you look at DJ Moore under I'm seeing his um receiving yards kind of all over the place, but the highest I saw was 60 and a half. Would you look under for DJ Moore? Under is a
0: good look. Uh, I've been looking more at Terrace Marshall overs because Terrace Marshall has been consistent the past two weeks ever since they Mm -hmm. removed Robbie Anderson from the equation, uh, put Marshall in two wide sets. He has 15 targets in this span, has averaged a 22.5% target share, and so receptions and receiving yards over for Terrace Marshall is more where I'm planning to look, just because DJ Moore like at least was getting the volume from PJ Walker prior to last week when Marshall tied him in targets, so that seems to be volatile to me, and that of course means he could also go off, so I prefer to actually go Marshall overs more than anything.
2: John, I saw one of your tweets a couple of days ago about the Steelers running back situation. I mean, not, Najee Harris has not been good. I mean, the Steelers are terrible. I mean, they're just having a bad season. But do you think we could see some sort of shift there in terms of who's getting the carries? Maybe less Najee Harris, more Jalen Warren. What's your thought of, on the Steelers, the running back situation? And, and certainly, you know, people are counting on Najee Harris for props, for fantasy. I mean, is his time kind of coming to an end here, you think?
0: I don't think there will ever be a case this year. It could be wrong where Jalen Warren becomes a workhorse running back since it's the same coaching staff that literally just last year drafted Najee Harris number 24 overall. Uh, to bench him outright would be pretty insane. Also, it may his performance, which has been terrible this year, may be due to the injury he's been battling since week two. But overall, coming out of the bye, and with it being such a good spot for the Steelers and that – The Saints defense now, we've seen outside of that Raiders game where they went in with the flu, uh, got shut out, completely collapsed for 100 total yards of offense. Uh, You know, the the Saints in their five contests beyond that, around that, are allowing 30 points per game. And now it's a short week. The Steelers are coming out of bye and playing at home out of rest. So it is a good spot for the Steelers offense. And so I look to Jalen Warren rushing yards over just because i don't know the exact amount of touches he'll receive but i would like to think it's going to be more out of the team's buy and given that he's been the more explosive player and just in general that it could be a sneaky favorable game script for pittsburgh
1: john are we starting to see things level off with the scoring with the fantasy fantasy perspective and a lot of the prop betting at least with the overs i mean you, you everything you do is banking on scoring. Now over the course of the season we're still hitting unders at a clip of 60%, but there are certain spots, there are certain teams. Like Cleveland has been an over team throughout. Now Chicago is one of the best over teams in the NFL. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Detroit with the right matchup, I mean last week was odd with all those red zone turnovers. Are are, are we going to see things level off with with more scoring you think in the second half of the season or uh, maybe more of the same where it continues where unders are hitting at 60% as we head into bad weather time.
0: And a lot of teams have found their identity. I think that certainly helps our overs and more points yeah. and everything. Uh, you mentioned a few teams. I also think the Bears have sort of found their identity. Uh, the Dolphins now with Tua Healthy are also a team we can trust. So, yes, I, I actually do believe so that we're kind of in that time of the season where teams know what they want to do uh, game plans are becoming a little more obvious, and so that makes it easier for us to to know which teams like which teams Vegas is still pinning too high. Um, you know some people were shocked to see that total between the Rams and Bucks last week so low like under forty two and it 's mm. like if you, if you see these two teams play offenses, like it may should even be lower, to be honest. So, no, I, I think we're in that time of the year. Winter may slow us down, as you mentioned, but we at least know that's only a handful of teams up north. Otherwise, yeah, I, I think we are back to median range of outcomes here for offenses.
3: I'm glad you brought up the Bears and cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this Lions at Bears game, uh, Justin Fields over 58 and a half rushing. Would you look to that prop? It's been successful. Um, and also this is going to be a cold weather game. We know golf um, doesn't typically play well in uh, colder temps. So I'm just curious whether it's, you know, side total props, what you like in this one.
0: I do like Justin Fields over. Uh, I expect mm. the bears to dominate on offense here that the, Just the fact that the Lions limited the Packers to one offensive touchdown last week is clearly an indictment of Aaron Rodgers and what that Packers offense is right now, which is completely broken, as opposed to this Lions defense having fixed things. Lions are still also allowing a league-high rate of 15-yard passes to be completed, and That, of course, is the only spot where Justin Fields throws the ball whenever he holds on to it. Like, he's still leading the league Mm -hmm. and throws 20 yards downfield. Also, double-digit carries in three of his last four games. To his rushing prop that you mentioned, Justin Fields averaging now six-and-a-half design runs per game over the past month. The Bears, the last two weeks as well, are averaging 70 plays per game as opposed to 52-and-a-half through their first seven contests. This is what an offense looks like when it trusts Justin Fields. Um, Also, in the red zone now for – for passing total overs, they were averaging, up until two weeks ago, a league low rate of red zone, a pass play rate inside the red zone. The past two weeks they've been at 52.5%, which rivals the top of the league, and Justin Fields has gone 9 of 11 for five touchdowns and no interceptions inside the red zone. He's been awesome, and it's because they've catered the offense to him. So, yes, rushing yards over, absolutely.
2: John, um, as we look forward to this Sunday's slate of games, I mean, the elephant in the room is that Jeff Saturday's a the head coach. I mean, this is, this is remarkable <laughs> here. Jeff Saturday is the head coach of an NFL team. The Colts are five-and-a-half-point underdogs of the Raiders. Typically, I would say there's no way the Raiders deserve to be five-and-a-half-point favorites against anyone. They've blown three 17-point leads this season. But when you look at this game with the Saturday thing, with how bad the Colts are, if you had to take a side in this game, would you take the Raiders and lay five-and-a-half, or would you take Jeff Saturday and the Colts
0: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I would still lay the five and a half, uh, even though we know in coaching debuts, that's when players play up the most because they are most excited, uh, have the adrenaline. So I am a little bit worried, but at the same time, uh, the Raiders did build those three double-digit leads. They may have blown them, but they did they did actually get out to them. And then we've seen You know, this all may change, so I don't even know what stats stats I'm citing anymore for the Colts. I have no idea what to expect. Uh, We are literally in uncharted territory. But Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Ryan's three starts before he got benched, they were averaging 70 plays per game the past two weeks under Frank Reich. Uh, The Colts were back down to 57 plays. They weren't running any no huddle. Uh, You know, Jeff Saturday talked about running the ball as all meet head coaches do. I don't know if that's true. Maybe he's just trying to outsmart everyone. I I really don't know what's going to happen here. I do know he's not qualified to be a head coach, but I don't know what's going to happen beyond that.
1: Which five-point spread kind of uh, no man's land? We don't see a ton of uh, lines close here, but which five-point spread do you find more intriguing the Packers-Cowboys game or the Giants favored by five against the Texans?
0: It is probably the Packers-Cowboys because some little piece of me wants to believe you know the back-to-back MVP at home in yeah. cold weather against a traveling Cowboys team like doesn't just lay down. But, but then again, we've seen this Packers offense for a half a season. Uh, it doesn't make any sense that we're still like thinking they're going to click all of a sudden because they haven't clicked at all. Also, they're dealing with injuries. Randall Cobb, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Alan Lazard is carrying his own weight with eight and a half targets per game. So receiving yard overs, I continue to look at for him, especially against a team like the Cowboys that run a top five rate of man coverage. Um, Alan Lazard is top five in the league in yards per outrun against man coverage. But overall, Yeah, I believe in the Packers more than the Texans attempting to cover the Giants. Like, the Giants let us down against the Seahawks the last time we saw them. But remember, the Seahawks are an amazing defense. Like, over the last month, this has clicked for Seattle and their young group of players. 4.3 yards per play, 16.5 points permitted in that time, and 4.5 sacks per game. Like, uh, the Seahawks defense, even when we look at the London game this upcoming week, um, if you say what's the better unit the Seahawks defense is better than the Bucs offense right now. And so I was kind of – I understand Bucks need to get their money. I was kind of shocked when I saw the Bucs were two-and-a-half-point favorites because, like, the mm-hmm. Seahawks are just a better yeah. team.
3: Wow, that is exactly where I was going to go. I mean, speaking of intriguing, I don't know why we're still doing this. Bucks are the favorite. I mean, the Seahawks, you even look at their roster. I mean, uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett – they're very similar to Evans and Godwin. So I don't, I mean, yeah, you can make the argument Tom Brady is better than Geno Smith, but I just really don't get it. Um, what, what plays do you like? I, I'm, I'm assuming you like Seahawks plus three. Is there anything else that you have your eye on in this game?
0: Seahawks plus three. And then that probably opens the door for us to le- continue leaning on Ken Walker rushing overs since everyone is still believing that the the Bucks are a staunch rush defense like they were the past few years. But at the same time, um, it'll help us out in moving the ball that Todd Bowles here still has a top five blitz rate in the league. And Geno Smith is actually has a top three completion rate against the blitz this season. So I do expect them to be able to move the ball. And when they have a lead, they continue to lean on Ken Walker. So I, I look at Ken Walker overs. And again, I, I just like taking the Seahawks money line. I did that earlier in the week.
2: John, as you look forward to this week, week 10 of the NFL, a game, a, a, what's your favorite game side we haven't talked about yet? Look at the board, your favorite game side pick that we haven't discussed yet. Probably, uh, I don't know, eight or nine games we haven't talked about yet. Give, give us a John Daigle play that you like for this week.
0: We already, so the ones we've talked about, a few that I've already bet on, um, still like the, the Bears uh, to cover by less mm-hmm. than a field goal. Uh, still like what we talked about, Seahawks' money line. Um, San Francisco, less than seven, I think is very interesting Uh, for the Sunday night game. Again, we saw what the 49ers are doing with Christian McCaffrey. We've only seen one game so far. They put up 31 points. But to be slightly more aggressive through the air, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's first game with Christian McCaffrey, no Debo Samuel, completed 84% of his passes. They now have 14 days to then stay at home and play this Chargers offense that, again, you could argue is completely broken. Uh, Justin Herbert, 25th in the league in average depth of target right now. They, they attack in the intermediate level of the field, but the 49ers defense has just, since they've been healthy, outright better. Chargers also allowing a league high in rushing yards per game. We know that's what Shanahan wants to lean on with Christian McCaffrey. So I do like the, the 49ers under less than a touchdown, wherever you can lay it, and then – the other bet I have made was, given the short week, the, the spot we talked about earlier, is the Steelers.
2: I like that one. I like that one. Fade those Saints with Andy Dalton. John Daigle, for for Football. John, appreciate you hopping on. He was on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Who makes, who misses the playoffs? Odds, we'll hit that next, right here on the to that Network.